office of Speaker of the House of the United States House of Representatives is hereby declared vacant. It's vacant, and this is the news, according to me. Well, I didn't have any intro music there, did I? Well, guess guess what? <clears throat> because the reason I didn't have any intro music is because I am sitting at a, in a parking lot with my iPad. In the background, you can most likely, possibly, hear leaf blowers. In fact, I'm going to turn them. I'm just going to close the windows. I'm going to I'm going to sweat for you guys <clears throat> this morning. I have a uh, I have in my cup water. That's all I had this morning. I just had breakfast at Cracker Barrel because I have priorities. So I had, uh, had to feed my face. It is currently uh, 10.04 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. I happen to be in Central Standard Time uh, time zone right now. <clears throat> it looks as if I might be, uh, sorry for the noise. It looks, it looks like I might be actually uh, <clears throat> hanging around the Chicago area here this, this evening. Um, got done yesterday afternoon and actually had to drive home uh, my wife's car had a had a bit of a problem and uh, on the highway which is very unusual for but well I mean as many miles as both of us drive she drives an hour to work each way so she drives two hours a day when she goes to work um, sometimes she works from home uh, today she's working from home because she doesn't have a car but the we um, she had issues yesterday with the car and I, um, and it, unfortunately, it's, it's an issue that I'm going to have to, I thought it was just going to be an easy fix. It turned out to not sound an easy fix. We had to have the, uh, the car towed home. Now, of course, the, I, I could have probably gotten up there and, and gotten it, uh, gotten it back. However, uh, there is, there is a definite issue with the car that it's, it's a very simple, easy, easy part to, to, to change. Well, it's, I should say it's a cheap part to change. It's in kind of a tough spot to get to. However, it's one of those deals where it's just a, a it's a little pinhole leak in the radiator in the coolant system. But I have to deal with that. Um, I have to try to find the part that this thing is. It's just got a little valve type thing that's a sensor uh, port. It's kind of a weird deal. But anyway, I I uh, I had to drive home from Chicago. And deal with that last night, and then I, I came back here to the Chicago area. I actually stayed on my boat last night. And, um, of course, in the process of all this happening, I didn't realize, uh, because I was driving and because I was trying to pay attention to what was going on, and there was a lot of traffic, and I was kind of dealing with phone calls and text messages and everything else that was going on, I didn't have a chance to really find out what had happened here with, with Kevin McCarthy. Now, I want to weigh in on this because there is so much uh, clatter and rhetoric about this whole thing. The left is just going nuts. They are ecstatic. Right away, they come out and say the, the, the Republicans are in disarray. And, oh, look, this is just, isn't this wonderful that they're just, they're, they're, it's, it's chaos over in the Republican Party. They're not even hiding the fact that they're giddy about this. They're just, they're, they're excited and loving it. Uh, Jessica, I can't remember what her name is. Uh, she's on the five, and I, I can't stand her. Uh, not not because of anything else about her except for her voice. She is the the one 
what's his name? Juan, whatever his name was. A, a female, the, the white female version of, of Juan, whatever his name was. I can't remember what his name. He used to be on there all the time. Just carries water for the Democrats, uh, completely and totally nothing but a shill for the for the Democrats. And everything she says, she took this opportunity to say how Nancy Pelosi, just to say how wonderful Nancy Pelosi was, because nothing like this ever happened to Nancy Pelosi. When Nancy, when Nancy Pelosi was in charge, nothing like this happened in the Democrat Party. Uh, that's because the Democrats rule with an iron fist. They had a stranglehold on all their people. It's not because it's not a Democratic Party. It is the party of fascism. And you better obey or else. It's our way or the highway. Don't get on our bad side or you will be ostracized and gotten rid of. That's the way Nancy ruled the House when she was Speaker. She kept them all in line. And that's not a good thing. Well, it looks like we're all, you know, because they were lockstep. What does that say about their party? What does that say about their leadership? Well, they're all unified. Yeah, yeah because if you don't, you don't go, go along, you're, you're done. I think it says a lot about the Republican Party that there is a willingness to get messy with this stuff. Let's face it. Kevin McCarthy made promises when he was put into to place, when he was put into office as the Speaker of the House. He did not, he did not meet any of those standards. In fact, both sides of the aisle are saying he's lied to them. Nancy Mace, of all people, who I consider, I think she's, a, she's an establishment Republican, probably as the, the least establishment in, within the establishment, I should say. But she's definitely an establishment party person. And even she, I think, voted for the, for the ousting of Kevin McCarthy. McCarthy. Now, everyone's all... Jesse Waters, all these people are saying, Oh, right now, why, why are you doing this right now in the middle of all this stuff going on? And we got all these investigations going on. You're going to throw a monkey wrench into everything. And now we're all going to be talking about is who, who the speaker's going to be. and not going to be able to vote on it until Wednesday and blah, 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 blah. These are people who get nervous because things are change. They don't like change. They don't like the unknown. So it's, it's one of those situations where now that we're in this situation, so to speak, it, they, they don't like it because the fear of the unknown. Just, just keep going along to get along. Just, just go along status quo. Don't make any waves. Don't cause any problems. Wait, what do you, how do you think this is going to end if we don't do, if we don't get messy administratively? We're going to have to be dealing with this kind of thing with bloody hands. That's what's going to end up happening. Deal with it now and do it administratively, processively, or things are just going to continue to get worse. Some of the things Matt Gates is saying, I totally agree with. There is a fever. There is a virus. 
in the house and it is time for it to be dealt with immunized vaccinated to the, to the real meaning of it I, I just I'm and, and it really is kind of showing uh, you know Newt Gingrich I, I kind of thought Newt Gingrich was kind of had kind of turned a little bit more conservative a little bit more to the to the conservative side of things Back when, for those of you who remember Gingrich, uh, he was a he was Speaker of the House back in the nineties. Uh, we had the House, we had the Senate, we had Reagan in office. Was it Reagan? Uh, yeah, it was Reagan? Or no, it was Bush. It was Bush. Nah, I don't remember. And so we had this. So supposedly, this you know Republican guy. He pulled so many shenanigans behind the scenes. And he actually was, made a run for president at one point. And there were people during the primary season that thought, well, we need a brain. Because he, he seemed to come across as he was the, he was the smart guy in the room. We, well, we need a brain right now. People would say, we need a brain as the president. We need somebody who you know, really thinks well. He was good at pretending like he was very intelligent. And he, he is, as far as his IQ goes, he's probably pretty high. But he is a snake in the grass. He is a, an establishment Republican. Now, the way you can you can kind of figure this some of this stuff out sometimes. It's not always this way. While he was going through all this stuff and he was becoming very popular, come to find out, there were all kinds of affairs in his background. Uh, I think he was going through an actual actual divorce at the time. I think he was divorced a couple times actually. Not that that in and of itself makes a person. But it says something about a person's home life. Now, I, I, every situation's different, and I'm not going to say that just because someone gets a divorce means it's it's who's somebody's fault or somebody else's fault. All I'm saying is the turmoil. Of course, now the turmoil of just being in public life sometimes it's enough to make things happen. Usually, it brings a, a magnifying glass intensifies whatever problems are, are lying behind the scenes. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it, the the guy's life, uh, now, he has come out. He was interviewed, I think it was uh, last night, possibly on Sean Hannity. Sean, Sean Hannity has him all, all the time. I don't know that Lindsey Graham has come out and spoke about this. I, I, I don't really care, but I, I'm not sure if he said anything, but I'm, I'm sure I could almost tell you what he's going to say. Now, the... But Gingrich came out and said, "This is despicable, and he should be he should be ousted from the from, from the caucus." Matt Gates should be ousted from the caucus for holding. He said, they're, they're, "They should hold their feet to the fire." And blah 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 blah. People who voted for this. No, that that's that's what Matt Gates was holding Kevin McCarthy's feet to the fire. McCarthy is the one who didn't live up to what he had promised. Gates actually gave him more time. And he was not doing it. He wasn't fulfilling it. The contract was due. Overdue. And all Gates was doing was saying, we're here to collect on our contract. You haven't done it. Sorry, but now you're going to go. In fact, he did the opposite on some things. He snuck around the backs of some of these people and did some things underhandedly with the Democrats. It, he, he really is 
Now, of course, he's, he's back. Now, what surprises me is how quickly Kevin backed out and said he's not going to run again and stepped aside. Someone in the administration, someone in the establishment, I should say. Now, I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if the next thing you see is Kevin McCarthy on MSNBC and CNN talking poorly about Matt Gates, which he's already come out and called, you know, called him out and said he's lying on this and that, blah, 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 whatever. He's just doing this for himself, blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, obviously, Getz is not in a position where he can actually, want, he doesn't want to be a speaker. He's not going to put himself in to be a speaker. I don't know of anybody they can put in right now that's going to make it. However, there, there's plenty of people there in the House that they can choose from. I'm sure they'll find someone. The to all the people out there who are all, oh, this is going to be chaos. Oh, the Democrats are laughing at us. They're laughing. Uh, folks, I I couldn't, that's just a distraction. Do, do not be manipulated by what your enemy is sitting back there mocking you and laughing at you. That's their problem. How many times during the Trump administration were they giddy and laughing and thinking that they had Trump? They, We've got Trump now. We got it. The walls are closing in. How many times did you hear over the past six years the walls are closing in. They've got him now. He's going to prison. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to get impeached. And they were laughing and giddy about it. And, of course, their heads would explode. This even before the election. Even in 2016. Go back and just... Here's, here's something for you to do. Go back and watch the clips. There, there's several of them out there where you can just see the whole montage of how the Democrats, pri even the Republicans, prior to the election, were all saying how it was... Oh, I hope you run again because you know you're definitely going to lose. Oh, you have no, you're you're never going to be president. Blah, blah 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 blah. They all thought Hillary was going to win because they're living in a delusional world. And now they think they think that well, this is this is uh, you know just just go back and watch that and how the Democrats were just giddy over the fact that Trump was they had him on the news every night, parading him around because he got ratings. Oh look, this game show host. He's he's uh, he's running for president. What a joke. This guy's a joke. He wasn't in the establishment. And that's what the people were voting for. Someone who wasn't in the establishment. It wasn't so much that it was Trump. It was that he wasn't establishment. And then the look of sheer terror, the crying, the wailing, the riots that happened after he won. The violence, the threats. I've thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. All this, the, the, the beheaded, bloody head of, of Trump being paraded around in a video purposefully done by a supposed comedian. This was all okay. Nobody got in trouble for any of that. Folks, we are in an ideological war that we are ill-equipped to fight. But this is a good first step. The next person who steps into the speakership, I guarantee you, they're going to know. They're going to realize, hey, these people mean business. They're going to they're gonna make us accountable. This is what the American people need. We need accountability. 
from local government all the way up to the top. And there needs to be some accountability in the presidential, in the executive branch now as well. As well as the Department of Justice and everything else. Merrick Garland was recently on a... Uh, He's being interviewed by somebody. I don't know. All I saw was, I didn't see who the interviewer was. I just saw him giving his little speech. It was an opportunity. And he's, he's trying to choke back the, cheer, the, the tears because his, you know, his, his parents came here and they were, you know, they, they were fleeing persecute, political persecution. And they came here, religious persecution. I don't know what, I think it was political persecution. Come here. To the United States. Parents or grandparents, I don't know who it was. And he was choking up over it. Of course, he always sounds like he's choking up anyway. And it was so fake and so phony. It was his opportunity to pretend like he was an impassioned person with principle. And he, he's not at all. Speaking of passion, impassioned people with principle. Uh, and I think it's because of that passion and principle, I think, that's genuine, that I think has people attracted to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. RFK is going to be making an announcement, I believe tonight. Is it tonight? Is it, when is it? Or maybe, the, maybe it's the 8th. It might be this weekend. I believe he's going to be making a, an announcement uh, in Philadelphia it's going to be a big deal. He's trying. He's playing it up. He's actually all over the place on on his Twitter channel and stuff. And he's talking about it. It's. It sounds as if he's preparing. I don't know if this is the case or not. But it sounds as if he's preparing for a, an independent run, third party third party run. Now let me just say, if he does this. He will probably draw a few, you know, maybe, maybe 10% of the independents from the Republican Party. He's going to be drawing a lot more, a lot more from the Democrat Party. It could be as high as 20 to 30% depending on what happens in the independent race. Now, here's the other side of this. I do not believe, at this. I, I am settled in my soul, that Joe Biden will not be on the ticket in 2024 in November. They are going to go through the whole... See, what this does, you have to understand how, how they figure the optics, how they play the game, how, how they war room all this stuff. That They do this all the time. Uh, they've, they've admitted to it. 2016, after 2016, they kind of came out and talked about some of the war room stuff that they were doing about all the different scenarios of, you know, what if Trump wins this or Trump does that. or They, they play this stuff out. Now, what they're, what they're war rooming right now is, or war gaming, you can call it whatever you want, the, the scenarios they're putting together right now and playing out and trying to analyze and figure out is how long they can keep Joe... He, he's nothing more than cannon fodder right now. He's taking all the blows. Oh, the Republic, they're spending a lot of energy and money and time 
going after Joe Biden, basically this is diversion tactics. We'll put, we'll keep Joe up there, and he'll keep taking the shots forever. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna keep spending their time and effort and all their energy on Joe, and at the last minute, they will pull out the actual candidate, which who's probably gonna be Gavin Newsom. Now, Gavin Newsom, in my opinion, is gonna be tough to beat. He's gonna be a lot tougher, a lot tougher pro, uh, proponent, not proponent, opponent than Joe Biden is. If Gavin gets into this race and Joe drops out, it changes everything. All this time, I, I, he's, Gavin's already out there talking about how good everything is in California. Oh, we got the lowest this and the lowest that since whatever, since Reagan was actually governor. And on and on and on. So they keep talking about all this. He, he, you know, he keeps coming out, touting his record, even though people are leaving in droves. There's a shortage of U-Hauls in California right now. That's all, you have to, that's all you have to look at is to see how much does it cost you to get a U-Haul to go to California and how much does it cost to get one to get out of California? On a one-way. They'll almost give you something to take back to California. They're paying people to take things. They're hauling things back on semis. We have uh, a very, it's a very different dynamic when he, when he gets in the race. All this time, people are focusing on Joe Biden. Well, what's going to happen when all of a sudden Gavin Newsom steps into the ring and we're caught off guard and the, Demo and the Democrats all of a sudden are all behind him and they're talking about his record and they're all lying, they have all the lies lined up. And the, and the Republicans are sitting there going, uh, well, we need to talk about his record all of a sudden. No, they, they need to start attacking Gavin Newsom now. They need to start pouring some resources into that now. Showing the guy for who he is. He's a tyrant. He's a lying cheater. Two-faced, fake, half-baked individual. He, he's trying to make, make some changes right now. and his, Obama did the same thing. Obama came out, oh, I'm, I, I, I'm, I think the marriage should be a, between a man and a woman. And all of a sudden, he evolved on the issue by the time the next issue, by the time 2012, 2012 came around. Well, he's evolved on the issue now. Well, no, 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 no. It's just a bunch of phonies, folks. That's, that's, that's what we're dealing with here. Boy, I'm going to cut quite the rant this morning. And it's only Thursday. And I've only spent 23 minutes doing this. Pretty amazing, actually, that, that uh, I've gotten so impassioned, so emblazoned here, just this, this little bit. Now, I don't know um, what's going to happen here. I, I don't know who the candidate is going to be. I, I don't have anybody in mind. Uh, frankly... I think that somebody like Jim Jordan or somebody like that could could easily jump in and be Speaker of the House. What this does now, now what they're what some people are all concerned about with this whole whole thing is that someone 
could step into the speakership and not be as uh, maybe favorable about the investigations that are going on right now. They could they could basically neuter some people. They could neuter uh, some of the investigation that's going on, that kind of thing. And of course, now that some car alarm now is going off in the parking lot, which is distracting me. The um, regardless, I, I think that we need to j just maybe take a breath for some for some some of these pundits and people who are so worried about. Oh no, we don't have a speaker now. Oh no, what's going to happen next? It's going to be chaos. Oh, the Democrats are laughing at us. I'm just I'm sorry, folks. Uh, take a breath, settle down, ignore the rhetoric from the left. We're going to be just fine. There's no... This is where, you know... And I, and I, and I, I understand why... You know, I was just thinking about this yesterday. This is the kind of thing I was kind of going through my mind. It, it, it always... I always tell my students this. When I, when I was flight instructing, or scuba instructing, or whatever, I, whatever you're doing. I, I was a karate instructor, scuba instructor... One of the things that I always told my students, it applies to so many situations in life. No one that I have ever heard in a report has ever said, thank God I panicked in that situation and that's what saved my life. Panic is never your friend. Never. The, the, the end of most people is because they panicked. You make stupid decisions. You become tunnel visioned. One of the things that, you know, I hate using movie characters as, a, as an example of something. I like to use real, real life stories. However, the one thing that, the, that these particular, this particular films that I'm going to refer to, probably the one lesson that you could learn from these things is the James Bond brand. James Bond. In the he could have chaos going on around him, crazy things happening, and he remained calm in the midst of it all. This usually only happens for people who have resolved in their heart to be, what's the word? They have a fortitude. They have a, a gut level resolve. They have already fought the fight in their head. They have already settled on the idea that this could end in death. They've, they've come, they're at peace with that fact. And this is the example I, I always share with people. And I, I was just, I saw this video, quick video of some kind of turbulence that people were in, some kind of turbulence in some kind of situation. And people were screaming on the plane. You know, screaming does not change anything. It does not help your situation. 
it does not make the situation better. It doesn't make it worse either. But in fact, in some ways, it could make it worse. If a pilot is hearing people screaming in the background, that can be a severe distraction. So what I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is why waste your energy on a reaction? Which it, I, I understand reaction. I mean, if somebody jumps out from behind a tree and says, boo, you're, gonna, you're probably going to react to that. The older I get and the more resolute I become in my soul, the less that affects me. Because you start to live your life with this peace, this centeredness in your heart. What do you want to call it? I don't know which, which, how you want to call it. That it's it's weird. I'll be walking down the street. I just I've, I've noticed this about myself recently. Walking down the street, a loud cracking noise, something bang, something will happen in a construction zone, whatever it is. Unless it's something that sounds like it's coming directly at me. I will usually just keep looking straight ahead and I will choose to look over and look at it rather than to react, be startled, gasp, trip over myself going down the sidewalk because it startles me so much. It is becoming harder and harder for me to be startled by something like that. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm just getting stupider, I don't know. I would rather respond to a situation than react to a situation. Now, there are times when your reaction speed makes it makes a difference. You need to react. But many times, carefully being deliberate about your response in most, in 99.9% .9 of situations, is more important, is more life-saving. leads to fewer problems than reacting or panicking in a situation. Just saying. That's that's life's that's that's today's life lesson for you right there. Well folks, I, I'm afraid I have to make a kind of a short show out of this. Um, only because I know that the quality of this all the background noise isn't all that great. And it's it's just an iPad recording. However I do have my outro music so I'm gonna start I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to play that for you. And uh, as we exit the show, I'm playing this on my iPhone. That's why it sounds so great. I'm going to uh, I'm try to get this posted today at some point. May, it may be late in the day, so you might be hearing this maybe later in the day today. However, uh, I'll do my best to get that out there. Tomorrow, folks, there hopefully will be a show tomorrow. I have no idea, but there probably will be a show. I just don't know. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend if I don't get to have a show for you. And uh, I will be back on Monday for sure. Uh, pretty sure on Monday. Probably going to have a show on Monday. God bless, folks. Have a great weekend. Take care.